Welcome to the Pizza Bros Podcast. This is Steve, and it's episode 29, The Ultimate Samurai Challenge. This is such a fun, interesting episode, and I had so much fun recording, I can't wait for you to hear it all. Okay, okay, I'll get out of the way now and let the narrator do his thing. Okay, okay, now I'm really going. Monday night, just after dinner rush, Steve and Riley stare at Pizza Bros old 1990s TV with unblinking eyes. They're both mesmerized by their new favorite show, Ultimate Samurai Challenge. Contestants come from all around the United States to tackle the multi-part obstacle course affectionately called Mount Pizza Doriyama. Our next contestant comes all the way from Boulderado, the announcer calls out from the TV. On the screen, the two of them watch as a very fit 20-year-old attempts to pass the first obstacle, the Stepping Stones. There are six platforms spaced far enough away from each other to force you to jump from stone to stone in a left-to-right pattern. Underneath all the obstacles is a pool of water to catch you if you fall. Something that assures an exciting ending, but also keeps USC's corporate lawyers happy. The contestant deftly jumps from one stone to the next, landing easily on the first four stones. But as he jumps between the fourth and fifth, he misses his footing and falls straight into the murky water with a splash. Oh, looks like he missed his landing, comments the announcer. Mount Pizzadoriyama has claimed another contestant tonight on Ultimate Samurai Challenge. The next contestant, an extremely buff man who looks like a fitness model, jumps through all six stepping stones, easily advancing to the next obstacle. The next challenge is a balance beam that has a pivot in the center and leans towards him initially. But as he runs across the narrow plank, the center of the weight will flip and the plank will fly down towards the opposite side, potentially throwing him off balance in the process. The contestant examines the obstacle and decides to take it on at full speed. He sprints towards the board. Looking confident, observes the announcer. The man steps onto the board and in two big steps hits the center of the fulcrum. And over the lever, comments the announcer as the contestant flips the board up and over to the other side. But suddenly, the board flies down faster than the man can handle. And in a moment of desperation, he jumps for the landing zone, but misses entirely. He lands in the water with a splash. The crowd lets out a moan of disappointment. Ah! That's two back-to-back losses. Will anyone be able to beat the first stage of Mount Pizzadoriyama tonight? Questions the announcer. Back at Pizza Bros, Riley yells at the TV. These guys suck. I can totally do better. Suddenly, it seems like the TV announcer speaks directly to Riley. Do you think these guys suck? Asks the announcer. Do you think you could do better? Steve and Riley gasp and look at each other with surprise. <gasps> if you think you have what it takes to win the Ultimate Samurai Challenge, then come down and audition next week when Mount Pizzadoriyama comes to beautiful downtown Chesterwood. The announcer finishes. At the news that the show will be in Chesterwood, Steve bursts with excitement like a kid on Christmas. He grabs Riley and shakes him vigorously. They're going to be here! Let's go audition! Steve insists. Riley pushes Steve off of him. Uh, well, uh, we have to work next Monday, Riley says. Weren't you just saying that those guys sucked and that you could do better than them? Asks Steve. Well, yeah, hesitates Riley. Then let's go, Steve insists. Uh, well, okay, but only if Ed says it's okay, says Riley as he searches for an excuse to get out of it. We still have to get off work. And you know we're short-staffed, so I doubt he'll be okay with it. He continues, pretending to want to go along with Steve. Riley and Steve enter Ed's office where they overhear him have a conversation with Debbie. 
The reason I called, begins Ad, is because I thought about what you said previously, and I think that I would be interested in getting promoted. So, just let me know what I need to do. Really? Asks Debbie with surprise. I thought you were always on the fence about going corporate. Ed frowns at the thought of going corporate. Well, things have changed, and I need to pursue the opportunities for my family that have presented themselves, Ed says with resolve. Okay, I'll see what I can do, replies Debbie. Thanks, says Ed. While you're on the phone, I actually need you to do something for me, states Debbie. Sure, anything, replies Ed. I need you to wrangle a few of your employees to audition for Ultimate Samurai Challenge. Pizza Bros is the main sponsor, and corporate wants us to have as many employees as possible compete on the show, she says. Oh, uh, well then, uh, I'll ask around, says Ed. Then Debbie does something unusual. Take as many employees as you can. I'll get help from other stores to cover the shifts, she offers. Really? Responds Ed with suspicion. Of course! That's what I'm here for, says Debbie as she hangs up the phone. Ed stares at his phone in disbelief. Debbie proactively offering help is weird. She must be up to something. The next Monday, Ed has wrangled Steve, Dennis, Riley, Beth, and even Jenny to compete on the Ultimate Samurai Challenge. The six of them wear their Pizza Bros uniforms and wait in the competitor's area for their chance to tackle Mount Pizza Doriyama. Riley is the only one who is visibly nervous and sweats profusely while they wait. The rest of them laugh and make small talk, excited to get paid not to work. You don't look so good, observes Jenny. Are you okay? Oh, uh, oh, I'm fine. Riley lies as he sweats bullets. I think I'm just hungry. I did just wake up after all. Riley leaves the waiting area to find something to eat. Even though Ultimate Samurai Challenge is a temporary attraction, it has been built up like a carnival is surrounded by a large plaza. Inside this plaza are games, rides, and food booths. Riley finds the closest one to him, a funnel cake stand, and waits in line to order. As he waits, the competition begins, and he can hear the crowd cheer for the contestants as they try their best to beat the challenge. A few minutes pass, and Riley gets to the head of the line. What'll it be? Asks the gruff cashier in the same tone that Riley uses to greet customers. Just a funnel cake, replies Riley. That's it? Asks the cashier. Uh, yeah? Says Riley, unsure. Riley pays the cashier and waits to the side of the stand. I just need something to calm my nerves a little. Riley thinks to himself. He looks around for a good, discreet place and finds one. He heads behind the stand and a few puffs of smoke float up over the top of it. After a few moments, Riley comes back into view, his eyes now red, and his whole body smelling like California. After a few more minutes, his funnel cake is ready, and he nervously eats the whole thing as fast as he can on his way back to the contestant area. Where have you been? Asks Ed. I was hungry, replies Riley defensively. <laughs> Smells like you were hungry says Ed as he sniffs the air around Riley suspiciously. A disinterested production assistant walks into the waiting area and looks at their clipboard. Riley? Riley? She asks with her flat-toned voice. Riley walks up to her and continues to sweat nervously. That's me, he offers. 
Okay. Follow me. She says with an annoyed voice. She leads him to the starting mark. Stand here. Don't move till they tell you to. Oh. And try to smile for the camera or whatever. The production assistant leaves and Riley gets a good first look at Mount Pizza Doriyama and the crowd. His heart beats loudly and the cheers of the crowd are replaced with the sound of his own heartbeat. Bum bum. Bum bum. Bum bum. His heart throbs in his ears. His eyes lose focus and the world spins. Riley snaps himself back to reality by shaking his head vigorously. He looks around and can see the stage manager gesture for him to go to the starting line. He follows the instructions and walks up to the mark on the ground. Again, he looks around and his heart beats loudly. His mouth goes dry and his hands pour water like a faucet. The pounding of his heart swells in his ears. Begin, yells the announcer. Back at Pizza Bros, Freddie and Bill excitedly watch the TV and wait for their friends to have their chance to tackle Mount Pizza Doriyama. The camera crew is focused intensely on Riley and has a special close-up on his face. Riley looks at the stepping stones, looks up at the lights, sees the crowd, and immediately, the entire world spins violently. He takes two steps, leans over, and vomits funnel cake. Goes Riley as he vomits everywhere. The vomit sprays like a fire hose and covers everything in reach. The starting line, the first stepping stone, and even Riley himself. The crowd is horrified. No! Laments Riley in between wretches. I'm throwing up on national television! Get away from me! Exclaims Riley as he waves the camera crew away from his face. Goes Riley as he vomits more funnel cake. Cuts a commercial! Cuts a commercial! Calls out the television producer. Poor Riley. That was nasty. Says Bill as he watches the events unfold on TV from the safety of the Pizza Bros store. After an extra long commercial break, Riley has been removed from the competition. The stage has been cleaned and now it's Jenny's turn to compete. She takes off across the course and sprints as hard as she can. She jumps with all the force she can muster towards the first stepping stone. And, for a moment, it looks like she'll make it. But the stone is too far away for her little legs to extend. She instead hangs in the air momentarily, swinging her little arms and legs furiously as if swimming in the air would get her a little more distance. But then, she misses completely and lands in the water with a splash. Aw, crap! Exclaims Jenny as her head pops back out from under the water. As she exits the obstacle course, an assistant hands her a towel and she watches the rest of the competition from the other side of the course. Dennis now lines up to take his turn. Begin! Exclaims the announcer. Dennis takes off like a rocket across the course. He deftly hops from one stepping stone to the next, completing the first jumping puzzle with ease. Dennis sizes up the next obstacle, the balance beam, and hops onto it with all of his weight with a thud. In three steps, he is easily able to climb across the beam and finish what even skilled athletes struggle to conquer. Breathing heavy, Dennis suddenly finds himself at odds with an oversized rolling log challenge. 
The log is about six feet in diameter and surrounded by small grips that you must grasp to keep from flying off as the log rolls down a 10-foot slope onto a well-padded landing zone. Dennis pauses for a moment. He looks for the best way to mount the log and decides to lock his arms and legs into a small cubby on the log. He shifts his weight softly to one side and the log rolls down the ramp. Dennis rolls once, twice, three times. But as the log builds up speed and force from coming down the ramp, Dennis loses his grip and is thrown downwards into the jaws of the waiting murky water below. He lands with a splash and the crowd moans as yet another contestant fails to complete the challenge. After a moment of cleanup and a small commercial break, it's now Beth's turn. Her rainbow-colored hair lights up from the bright stage lights, making her look like a comic book character. Begin, yells the announcer. Beth takes off across the stepping stones. She jumps from one to the next like a cat. She arrives at the second obstacle, and two clears it with ease. At the third obstacle, Beth tries a different approach to the rolling log. Instead of trying to hold on, she tries to walk on the top of the log as it rolls. It starts rolling downwards, and Beth keeps up with it, pace by pace and step by step. But the log builds up steam as it goes down the ramp, and poor Beth's legs suddenly can't keep up. She trips over her own feet and lands headfirst into the water with a splash. It's now time for Steve's turn. He takes his mark. Steve can hear Jenny cheer for him from the sidelines. Go, Steve! I believe in you! She yells. Filled with determination from Jenny's cheering, Steve takes off running. He jumps towards the first stepping stone, but trips on his own shoelace and tumbles through the air. As Steve tumbles, Jenny watches him intently, holding her breath with anticipation. He hits his head on the stepping stone with a thunk and slides into the water limp. Jenny gasps and puts her hands over her face in shock. <gasps> the crowd also changes from a roaring laughter at the absurdity of Steve's actions to a palpable gasp, followed by silence. When Steve doesn't immediately pop back out of the water, Jenny, filled with terror, flies to the side of the pool to find him. Steve! Steve! She cries, trying to make certain that he is okay. Oh no! What if he's unconscious under the water and he drowns? Jenny fears in her mind. The staff paramedics rush to the scene and push Jenny out of the way, leaving her with her own thoughts. One of the paramedics jumps in the water and searches for Steve. Finally, Steve comes back out from under the water and coming to, draws in a huge breath of air. <gasps> Seeing he is alright, the crowd cheers for Steve. Yay! <laughs> That was too close. Jenny thinks as tears well up in her eyes. I have to tell him how I feel. I almost lost him forever. Steve crawls out of the water, grabs a towel from the paramedics, and Jenny rushes to his side. Her blue eyes filled with passion. She looks up at Steve, resolved to tell him exactly how she feels. She looks at him, blushes from ear to ear, and screams. You idiot! You could have gotten yourself killed! She then locks her face into a huff and crosses her arms angrily. I'm sorry, I didn't realize my shoe was untied, Steve explains. Jenny puts her hands on her hip, sticks her finger out, and admonishes him strongly. As she does, her and Steve walk to the waiting area with Dennis and Beth to cheer on Ed. How far do you think Ed'll get? Asks Dennis. I don't know, maybe through the first one, replies Steve. 
With how many cigarettes he smokes, I'd be shocked if he could make it across the first stepping stone, adds Jenny. As they discuss Ed's chances, he takes his place at the starting line and the announcer yells, Begin! To everyone's shock, Ed darts to the first stone, the second, and the third. He makes it all the way through the first obstacle with surprising ease. Ed approaches the second obstacle and following Dennis's lead, crosses it in three steps. On the third obstacle, he grabs the handles and throws himself across the log, spinning once, twice, thrice, and finally on the fourth spin, he lands safely on the padded landing zone. The crowd goes wild cheering for Ed. <coughs> Ed stands up, dusts himself off, and approaches the fourth obstacle. The fourth obstacle is a test of grip and upper arm strength, something Ed has plenty of, rolling out and tossing pizza dough all day, every day. Ed takes a moment to study the obstacle. There are five ledges that he will have to climb up, and in between each ledge, he will have to jump to the next one. The obstacle takes the shape of an inverted V, with the third obstacle at the highest point in the middle. Ed grabs the first ledge and, swinging himself like a monkey, throws himself up to the second one. He grabs the second one and repeats the process to grab the third one. Now that he's reached the top, all he has to do is gently lower himself to the last two ledges and he is home free. As he drops down to the fourth ledge, something unthinkable happens. Ed's last pack of cigarettes pops out of his back pocket. Ed only has a split second to decide which is more important, his cigarettes or completing the challenge. As he drops to the next ledge, he grabs it with his right hand and reaches out for his cigarettes with his left. He just barely grabs them with the tip of his fingers, but the overextension of his weight makes him shift and his right hand slips from the ledge, plunging him feet first into the water. Ed pops out of the water clutching a soaking wet pack of cigarettes and, in disappointment, gets out of the water and back onto dry land. He is rushed by a camera crew and a commentator for an interview. What happened? Your run was so strong into that last ledge. Did you lose your strength? Tell us what happened. Insists the interviewer as she shoves the microphone into Ed's face. Ed looks down at his ruined pack of cigarettes and offers a reply. My last pack of cigarettes was in my uh, back pocket, right? And uh, when I hit that ledge, they popped out and I tried to grab them, but it shifted my weight and uh, now I'm here. It was a great run. Hopefully you'll come back next year with the same determination. The interviewer says as she concludes the interview. An assistant brings a towel over to Ed and he rejoins the rest of the Pizza Bros crew in an area clearly marked for losers. The crew pats Ed on the back as they all dump their towels in a bin and head back to the store. They may have lost this time, but they all agree to try again next year. As they leave the stadium, Ed turns to Dennis. Can I... Can I bum a cigarette? The end. So, I just want to clarify that, uh... That funnel cake is what made me throw up. You sure you weren't nervous, Riley? No, 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 no. It was food poisoning, for sure. Food poisoning. But you ate it, like, five minutes before you went on. Like, that's... It hit quick. Oh, quick-acting food poisoning. Yeah. Okay, well, after... Now that Riley's done lying to you, uh... I should, I'm not lying. Uh-huh. Maybe I should tell you to go to therealpizzabros.com where you can sign up for emails and social media. And of course, you can buy printed volumes of the books. And of course, find even more episodes to listen to to laugh along with us. And remember, share us with your friends, like, comment, and so on and so forth. Because remember, without you, we'd have zero audience. And I would just throw up all the time. <laughs>